You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Boy, here we are yet again, another Monday to start a new week. In the last week, boy, the last week kind of flew by. I, it's been some strange stuff going on. Uh, strange weather in the middle part of the country. Nice weather in, in our part of the country. Uh, and uh, it feels like we have finally settled into the new year now that we're deep into February. And gosh, it, it, it will be not much more time before we're at the end of the first quarter talking about first quarter earnings season. Um, it's really it's really starting to fly. And I'm, it kind of feels good, I think, in a sense. We, things maybe even feel like they're inching kind of back to normal. Uh, and, and the same is going for markets a little bit as we kind of chop sideways for yet another week, or at least we did last week. So uh, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about uh, the three lessons learned from the market peak last year. In fact, it was last Friday that on the 19th, uh, that marked the one-year anniversary from the markets topping out before they tumbled for four weeks straight because of the COVID lockdowns a year ago. So we're going to go over some of the lessons that were learned from then. But first, let's dig in like we usually do and talk about how markets did last week and, and cover a few of the headlines briefly before we dig into that other stuff. And And last week was not the best week for broader markets. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up slightly, a little bit more than a tenth of a percent uh, last week. Uh, but the S&P 500 was down uh, about seven-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ was down more than a percent and a half last week. That's kind of that tech-heavy index. And the Russell 2000, the small cap index, was down about a percent last week. International investments fared a little bit better, but overall, I would say that uh, it was a mixed week uh, with the Dow only the with the only major average that was higher. And uh, frankly, we've had better weeks, uh, but we've been on a tear for quite some time. So we shouldn't be shouldn't be too surprised when markets kind of cool off uh, and and take a breather. One major factor influencing markets here recently is fourth quarter earnings. You know, I mentioned that we're going to have first quarter earnings coming up in the not too distant future. Well, we're still wrestling with what the earnings were for last quarter. And with more than 80% of the S&P 500 index uh, having reported the results, uh, the results from the fourth quarter, uh, the index earnings growth for the fourth quarter is tracking more than a 3% year over year increase. That's roughly 12 percentage points above estimates set on January 1st of this year. So the sector seeing the biggest upside surprises are really communication services, consumer discretionary, and financials. And forward 12-month estimates have really impressively increased about 4% year-to-date since earnings season began. So, uh, you know, these big companies that we're invested in, frankly, are are doing okay, uh, according to... Uh, according to their earnings. Another noteworthy thing to cover from last week is that retail sales staged a solid rebound. Uh, they rose over 5% uh, 
month over month in January, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And this was way ahead of the Bloomberg consensus forecast by more than four percentage points. And really, the surge in retail sales was the highest in seven months. And and this was a really strong response following December's retail sales decline as fresh stimulus checks really kind of helped to spur consumer demand following the headwinds caused by rising COVID-19 uh, late last year. And moreover, January's retail sales should remove much of the risk for the U.S. economy to stall out and flatline during the first quarter of this year. Housing also continues to look strong and jobless claims continue to tick higher. In fact, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, weekly claims for unemployment uh, were higher than expected at over 860,000 compared with the Bloomberg forecast of somewhere around 770,000. Uh, filings from the week prior were also revised higher uh, by over 50,000, while continuing claims fell to under 4.5 million versus 4.54 million the week prior. Uh, the continuing volatility in the labor market really shows that while the outlook for the economy is improving, we still have this persistent weakness in the labor force. And it's something, it's, this is a problem that's going to need to be solved for. Now, it's not going to be a weekly update uh, for this podcast if we're not talking COVID-19 news. Uh, the U.S. reported 67,000 new COVID-19 cases last Thursday. So that's a big number, but that's down 35% week over week, according to the COVID tracking project. Down a third week over week. That's crazy. Uh, cases are up modestly from the weather-related disruptions earlier in the week, but it's still well below the seven-day average of 73,000. Uh, those currently hospitalized with COVID-19 continues to decline down to 62,000. And an Israeli study shows that the Pfizer vaccine reduced COVID-19 infections by 85%, which actually intensifies the debate that delaying the second shot can improve the ability of the initial supply of the vaccine. So um, kind of some interesting numbers that we get to wrestle with as, as we kind of are on the road to recovery from a COVID perspective. Okay, so now let's talk about some lessons that we've learned over the last year. We are one year later uh, from the market peak. Uh, February 19th, uh, on last Friday, marked the one-year anniversary since the market began to price in the effects that COVID-19 was going to have around the world. Uh, the old market adage that I always use that stocks take the stairs up and the elevator down certainly rang true over those following weeks as the S&P 500 recorded the fastest bear market in history, closing 20% below a previous all-time high, and it accomplished that feat in a mere 16 days. The stock market is a peculiar mechanism, though, and despite the turmoil the world has experienced since the outbreak of the pandemic, the S&P 500 marched forward to set new all-time highs less than six months later on August 18th, and it hasn't looked back. So after such a wild year since the market peaked uh, one year ago Friday, uh, what have we learned? And really, I think the first thing that we've learned or been reminded of at the very least is that markets are forward-looking. It's difficult to pin down a date when we can expect our lives to completely return to normal. I know we're getting closer, uh, but it's hard to know for sure. But the stock market's already pricing in the normalization of daily life, even if it remains a bit uncertain as to when that's actually going to happen. Economic conditions around the world have been improving relative to how they were at the beginning of the pandemic. 
And while pockets of weakness remain, the market's more concerned with where the economic conditions will be in the future, not where they are currently. The second item that we've learned or been reminded of here is the sector performance and how dynamic that can be in markets. Uh, investing in, quote, stay-at-home themed growth and technology stocks whose earnings were viewed to be relatively well insulated by the effects of the pandemic and subsequent lockdowns provided both downside protection during the last March 2020 volatility, as well as outperformance after the market bottomed. I'll post the LPL chart of the day, um, and what you'll see there is actually that conventional early cycle leadership from financials and energy stocks have started to emerge now over the past three months. Uh, so that could signal a little bit of a uh, a move from that stay-at-home, work-at-home, exercise-at-home kind of uh, th- investing themes, those tech t- big tech technology Theme, investing themes may be rotating into something a bit more traditional here. And those are the kinds of early cycle leadership names that we usually see as we come out of a recession. The third lesson here is to remember your timeline, right? Everyone would love to be able to pull all of their money out at the exact top of the market, avoid all major corrections, and reinvest at the bottom, sell high, buy low. But unfortunately, there is no holy grail timing mechanism and market volatility is the cost of admission for stock investing. Uh, it's our job as investors to focus on long-term goals and drawdowns and bear markets are part of the path to getting there and limiting the latest shiny object from affecting our decisions, I think is key to any investment strategy. If an investor had pulled their money from the market during last year's volatility, there would have been a ton of reasons to be hesitant to reinvest it. And the subsequent bounce from the lows that happened almost as quickly as the drop would have meant they would have bought back in at a higher price than they originally sold. Uh, it, again, I'm full of sayings here, but it's time in the market, not time ing the market, as I'm sure you've heard before. Uh, and thankfully, bear markets and extreme volatility like we experienced last year are, are pretty rare. Uh, but they do provide a unique learning opportunity for investors. No one truly knows what the future holds for the stock market. So making sure we learn from the past really is crucial for long-term success as investors. I we I would say even that 2020 was a solid reminder of the lessons that were probably learned even in 2008 by many investors, which is to say, if you're able to hold on, and you have made the preparations for volatile markets, like having cash in savings and having your investment objectives correctly calibrated to begin with, you are able to weather the storm where if you were in 08 and you pulled everything out and waited for the all clear to back, get back in, you would have missed a ton. You you might even still be waiting to get back to break even. Um, in, in the case of last year, the drop was so fast, it's almost like it came too fast for everybody to lose their nerve. But it was a reminder that if you cut and ran when the going got tough, you would have been in a very bad spot as we tried to rebound. And so I think those are some things to remember, that markets are forward-looking, the sector performances can be dynamic and are changing even as we speak, and then to remember that timing the market is a foolish exercise and we want to make sure that we are calibrated correctly with your investment objectives and your risk tolerance uh, that will allow us to stay in the market and time, have time in the market instead of having to try and resort to time in the market. I hope this has proved helpful to you. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at 
You can find us on the web at FordFG.com. And I look forward to talking to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 